see that we are already walking in higher dimension. I said we are already walking in higher dimension. I said we are already walking in higher dimension. I said something on Thursday when pastor was preaching. I said what the Lord was saying to me in this scripture is if you can see it, you can have it. As long as you can see, you can have it. God took Abraham out of his land. Hallelujah. And he took him. The Bible says there is a point. He took him and he says, see the land. Hallelujah. He says, as long as you can see land, I have given unto you. God is saying to you and I that if you can see it. You see, that thing you are praying for, that you are believing God for. Many a times you are not you know, possessing it because you cannot see it. The Lord is saying to you and I that you must see it. You must see you have it and you will possess it. Hallelujah. No need for unbelief. There is no room for unbelief. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are going on. Which one is the fastest lane? Is it M25? If there is any lane that is fasted, there is a lane in, in Germany. I don't know now, but those years in Germany when you, there is a, there is a, a motorway there. It's as much as your car can run. Praise God. If your car can do 200 miles per hour, please go for it. Hallelujah. So we are going on a high speed that if anything come across us, they will be crushed down in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, God used this analogy for me. I remember whenever, to me, when I'm going to America, uh, I'm going for holiday. Although it has never been total holiday. I'm going to Canada. I'm going for holiday. I'm going to Spain. Oh, wow. Enjoyment. Going to Turkey. Oh, God. But when I'm going to Nigeria, that is work. That one is work for me. Praise God. But you know the thing is, I remember then, people will tell you, ah, you want to go to Nigeria? Let's do seven days prayer and fasting. Abby, some you are still doing it, Abby. We have moved from that level. We have moved from the level of doing seven days prayer and fasting before we go to Nigeria to entering Nigeria and says, my step, my feet, I stepped upon you. I possess you. Praise God. So that day we will pray and we will fast, we will kabosh, we will babosh. And then we will get there. I remember the first time we went, we were telling some people a few days ago. We went, the first time, Pastor and I went back to Nigeria after so many years. We met this lady that we did deliverance for before. She sat outside the airport. Mary, can you remember? Ah, you remember? You remember? So we came out with uh, Blessing, Daniel, Mary. She sat there like a beggar. And we're like, what are you doing? He said, oh, welcome. And this lady is a British. So what she was doing in Nigeria that day, sitting outside the airport. Hallelujah. How many people know, you know, before when you come out of the airport, there are some places where they pick us up. There was, under the bridge, that was where she was sitting. And she said, oh, welcome. We have been waiting for you. Okay. I, said, I thought to myself, who are the we are? Because it is only you sitting under the bridge. And, I, and when we greeted her, we said, thank you. We have arrived. We came with the Holy Ghost and with fire. 
Hallelujah. Since you have been waiting for us, here we are. We have arrived. Praise God. Hallelujah. We had, that was the best holiday we had in Nigeria so far. We ate, we, ah, all those pandemic that we have missed, everything, they were taking us to restaurants. We were living life. Except that uh, Nigerian flies were disturbing blessing. Except for that, all of us were enjoying life. Said, you cannot disturb. You know, that could have just negated, finished our holiday. You said you are waiting for us. How come? Anyways, but you know, after then, I remember, Reverend Bemi told us once, Pastor, and I we wanted to go into my mother's village, and we were like, ah, we need to fast and pray. She said, what? You carry fire. Don't let anybody. She said, I'm tired of people telling people, when you're coming to Nigeria, you have to fast, you have to do He said, you carry the Holy Ghost fire. Don't let any power intimidate you. You yourself, you will intimidate them. You just don't know that you are an intimidator. I thought, eh, eh, small me. I intimidate eh, from today, we intimidate each other. Hallelujah. So every time I'm going to Nigeria, God was using that analogy for me. As soon as I step into the plane, you know, my normal dream, I touch the plane because I am here, the carrier of his presence. There is peace in this plane. Nothing shaking in this plane. So by the time they said we are about to take off, I started to make plan of what I am going to do as soon as I come out of the plane. And bless me. Lagos Island straight. Amen. You don't understand, but it's okay. So even when I'm so weak, because I have my plan already, and nothing is going to change that plan in my head. So Pastor Emmanuel doesn't like, you know, we are Lagosian, they are Ibadans. Oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But you know, they think Lagos Island is too rowdy, looking to be precise, but you know, that is where the four hours solace and then that is where, we, you know, that is where things are happening. Okay, you may not understand me, you'll get it. So, as soon as I come out of the plane and they carry us, there must be a car waiting for me. The rest of you go where you are going. But we have plans. Straight! Malogun straight. Praise God. We enter there. We mingle together. We have arrived. The son of the land had come. But you know something. So even when the plane is shaking, I don't care because I have arrived at Logun already. You don't understand what I'm saying. The plane will be shaking and be misbehaving. I'm like, oh, you better behave. People are waiting for me in Balogun already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just have that faith. And you will see me. Pastor will say, sleep a bit. I said, sleep. Okay. I need to write down. Aboniki, this one said I should buy shoe. This one said I should buy. He said sleep. I have plan. And you will think that somebody promised me that that plan, uh, plane will land and that I will get to Balogu. There was one day they were trying to regoo it so that we go straight home. I will not go to Balogu. I said, you will be surprised that I will take a cab. I am going to Balogu. They comply quickly. The plan I have been making inside of the plane, I did not sleep. What am I trying to say? If you can see where you are going. Hallelujah. 
Because with everything, sometimes the, the hostess will misbehave to us. You know, sometimes we want to fight, especially if we're going as mission group. We want to fight in the play, but I will be pressing them. Don't let us fight. I'm going to Balogo. Don't let us fight. Don't let us fight. I have destination. I'm going. By the time I finish in Balogo, then there is other plan. Now, I am so focused on the plan, not on the journey. Then journey may be rough. Hallelujah. Sometimes the plane will be shaking that you're, you will want to uh, throw up. I don't mind shake, but carry me and land me in Muritalaya because I'm going to Balogo. Hallelujah. If you can take your attention of the process, of the journey into the destination, looking at the destination, not only looking, you know, I'm telling you the truth. I will actually see myself. I have customers in Balogo. I will see myself talking to them already. You can say I'm mental, Kolo, but it's not that. I have arrived there even while I'm still in London, Itru. I will see and I will be telling God, okay, this thing I want to buy. Last time I bought it for 4000 But this time around, I know that they will say it has gone. Lord, I want to buy it for 3800 So take me to the person I'm going to buy it from. And I'm telling you, when I get there, I will buy it for 3800 I am so focused on where I am going. To get to your next level, to attain that dimension we are talking about, to take you out of this dimension to operate. Where is that dimension? The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that we are seated in Christ Jesus. That is where Christians are seated. Yet we are we are still mingling with the floor. Do you know where Jesus is? Where he says, let there be, and there will be. Where he says, there will not be again, and there will not be again. You are, you, you are thinking now about that is Jesus. The Bible says, Elijah was a man like cause. He commanded the sun. Hallelujah. And he's still still. Amen. He called on fire from heaven. Why? Because he was seated in the heavenly realm. Elijah did not have what you and I have now have, the Holy Spirit. You see, the grace will come upon them in the holding days and it will leave them. Now we carry, we embody the power of the creator of the universe. And yet we are not even doing any exploit. Something is wrong. It is because of where we see ourselves. God said he's opening our eyes to see. Bishop had done it yesterday. Pastor Emmanuel did it. Pastor Shea did it. So I'm not going there. It talks about insight, insight, and foresight. All of you, Pastor Emmanuel students, you started saying, hey, hey. The man said, is there a confirmation in the house? Eh, because Pastor Emmanuel, you know, he carried dictionary when he wants to preach. Praise God. The man is a decoy. He will come and put us in some uh, in, uh, English. If you can see it, you see that day already planned. See yourself showing up and see the glory of the Lord filling the room. See it and refuse anything that is trying to make you shake from seeing it. You want to start a business. See how God is prospering that business. Do not hear what the 
People are saying, and somebody failed when they try. This one happened when they try. Hallelujah. That is their own. Hello. My own case is different. I choose to see myself prospering in it. Hello. It is not over until it is actually over. And until we have breathed our last breath. How many people know that it's not over? Praise God. Let's read the scripture before some people say, Pastor is just talking. Isaiah 43, let's read verse 19 to 21. We're going to go into that second king, but then let's just read Isaiah 43, 19 to 21. Behold, Behold I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness uh-huh. and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. New Living Translation says, For I am about to do something new. Somebody say something new in my life. God is about to do something new. Only five people got that. Let me wait again. God is about to do something new in my life. God of heaven is about to do something new. In my life, God of Abraham is about to do something new in my life. See, he said, see. Can you see the something new? Can you see the something new? Do you even have a prayer request? Do you have anything you are expecting from heaven? He says, see. I have already begun. There's a lady yesterday we were trying to pray for. You know when you know grandma too much. No wonder the Bible says to Paul, it says, you know, when you have read too much, you start to get interference in the system. Trying to pray for somebody, he said, Can God do it? The person said, He can do it as if, if you wish. God will do it, He's different from He can do it. He can, there is still that can is still shaking the miracle, but He will do it. You see, God already told me. He's about to do something new in that person's life. So I was just looking for another mouth to enter into it. Once has he spoken, twice have I heard it. I have already begun. Praise God. Do you not see it? Can you see? He talks about seeing it again. Do you not see it? Tell yourself, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it. I see my new house, I see my new car, I see my upliftment in the name of Jesus. I see my business prospering, I see my, I see it, I see it. I see my education flourishing in the name of Jesus. I see my marriage working, I see it, I see it. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. And I will create river. In the dry or wasteland. 
Praise God. But the Bible says, can you not see it? Can I tell you something? Jesus is very, very... Um, Jesus is... He puts so much importance on what you can see. There was a, a story in the book of Mark. We're not going to read it. Just read, write it down if, if, if you are interested in that story. Mark 18, 22 to 25. You can read it when you get home. Mark 18, 22 to 25. The Bible says they brought a man to Jesus so that he was blind, so that Jesus can heal him. And the Bible says Jesus took him out of the city. Sometimes Jesus will take you out of where you are because where you are sometimes hinders you. Hallelujah. Where you are, where you are seated sometimes hinders you. And I'm not talking about physical where you are, in your mentality, in what you can see, in your understanding. Hallelujah of God. God will bring you out of it. And that is why we had deeper calling. So God can bring us out of that mentality of, hey, if you want, I know you can do it, but why are you not doing it? To God we do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are flowing with me, I congratulate you. Praise God. So the Bible says Jesus took him out of the city. And he took him out and he spat on the ground. And Jesus, if Jesus will start, spat on the ground this generation, Jesus will hear one, one, two, or three that we will tell you. Master ah, Jesus, excuse me, sir. In this coronavirus, you spat on the floor and you are putting it in somebody's face. In fact, before you finish that miracle, Police, immigration, uh, army, everything will come and carry the person. And Jesus spat on the floor. And the Bible says he made a clay. You see, we are clay anyway. So he created a new thing, a new high. And he put it on him. And the man said, Jesus asked him, now that I have healed you, what can you see? The man said, I can see you. Thank you for healing me. I can see, but I see man. Walking like tree. Ah, Jesus draw his head closer to him. He said, <laughs> he said, the enemy from your father's and your mother's house are still after you. Oh, yeah, come and must do something new in your life. So the Bible says he put his hand on his face again. He said, now, what can you see? He said, I can see my, can you see my red, uh, whatever, what am I wearing? He said, I see, I said, now you can see. Hallelujah. He wants us to see. See it. I am doing a new thing. You see, to get to your higher dimension, you must have proper information of your desired journey. To reach there, you must have proper information. Praise God. Nobody set out on a journey and you say, unless for gypsies. And sometimes they have information also. For you to go on a journey, for you to arrive there and prosper in the things you have gone there for, you ought to have some information. And those are the information that God has given to us in the last, you know, four days about what we ought to do. How to believe the word of God. How to be persistent with God. How to see good things that God is doing. And how to refuse to give up. You must believe and have faith that what God says he will do, he will do it. You must believe. You must have faith in what God says he will do. Sometimes I do appreciate. You know, sometimes people don't get that I am human. 
because I am encouraging you, I am telling you, I, it doesn't mean I don't see problem. But the way we see is just different. You can see problem and sit down and make a cup of coffee with Sister Ellen's tea and you wallow in it. But I see the problem, but I see who is behind what is after the problem. And I choose to see that because my God is greater even than this problem I am seeing. And he said I am in control. So you can only see the problem. I can see what is after the problem. So that is why I will be able to say to you, forget it. And sometimes people think I'm, I'm, I'm in, is it inhuman? So Pastor Ruda doesn't feel the pain I'm feeling. If I feel your pain, should we then sit down and call category of crier? We will cry. Celebration of pity party. After we cry, what will change? But we speak the word of God into the atmosphere. That is another point I need you to hold. Speak what you want to see. Your word creates. You are a little God. God spoke into existence to create the universe. So you must speak the word of life to the you know, universe to create. This marriage is having problem. But I speak. I speak. You know in this age that all of you are not ready to fight for your marriage. Some of us, we are ready to wrestle and beat you. I'm not you, the devil. Because sometimes we point at a man. It is not man, it's the devil that is trying to take our head to nag each other. We were watching a movie and we saw that those families were peaceful, they were happy. Pastor and I look at ourselves and say, oh, come on, show. <laughs> Something is about to happen to these people. And before we could finish talking. You see the devil came and said, ah, hello, you people are happy. Why you are Your teeth is coming out. Ah. Before you know it, he whispered to the wife, tell him, your head is not correct. That one said, eh, my head. Do you know who I am? I am the man of the house. <laughs> Before you know it, we talk, we talk. Everybody, we back each other. And do you know when the devil always does that? Is when God is about to do something in our lives. On this note, may I say that those who God has not joined together. I remember somebody came to us, and that's the last time the sister visited here. She took our, our membership and went to another church. She said, Pastor, come and see. I need to pray. Can I invite you to my house? We said, Ah, we will come. We are on Busabat. So we got to the house. The woman said, I have a prayer request. She said, ah, what are we here for? Oh, yeah. What is your prayer point? She said, there is a man that I've been friending. Eh? Eh? So what happened? I want God to give me that man. Okay? That's a small thing with God. Said, okay. But then we just then tried to ask. So how long have you been together? Well, and by the time we found out that, that was our best friend's husband that she's been cheating with. And she said he should divorce the best friend and marry her because she knows his worth. 
more than that woman. Pastor said, oh yeah, let's carry our bag. I said, before I carry my shoe, I must talk. He said, sister, say amen. The Lord will not answer your prayer. The woman, he will not answer your prayer. The heavenly God will not hear your cry. And if you try to separate that family, you will not be happy. Ah, uh -uh. Shabi, you said we should pray. Oh, yeah, take prayer and walk with it. The woman was not very happy by the time we left. The next Sunday, we, we didn't see her. We tested her. Sister, we didn't see you. What sort of rubbish church is that? They said you can pray, and you cannot pray for my... Because some people, they went into a wrong house. God will bring you out of there. But what God has given unto you sometimes comes with challenges. And you have to fight. We have to fight. I mean, you have to fight. Where is? Where is it? You know, they said, he's always greener at the other side. But when you get to that other side, you see snake. Snake that are pretending. To be grass. That if you are not very careful, you would have gone there and said, oh, this is a beautiful land. They bring their ugly head. So you ought to fight. You have to see, yes, it is not what I want now. But can you pay the price? That's another point. You must be able to pay the price for where you are going. Can you pay the price? Some people now are thinking, Pastor has started. Uh, want us to be understanding with the men. I'm not talking about the men. Because there are some women that can make the lives of the men hell on earth. I say to my son, be careful who you marry. Birds of same feather, they flock together. Because a woman have the ability and capability to catapult you to where God is taking you. And she's got the ability to bring you down from where God had put you if you marry the wrong one. I always say that I am a helper that is fitted perfectly for my husband. I did not know it at that time, but now I know it. Praise God. But does I keep saying to my daughters, do you think they will say, not like Pastor Emmanuel I say, ah, Pastor Emmanuel, okay, but if you know the man before Pastor Emmanuel arrived, she will not pray that prayer. Praise God. Pastor Emmanuel is quiet. Can I just tell you a secret? She, you know, you have to take this out of the recording. Is it? Are we live? Oh, God. I can't say it. I will tell you another day. Praise God. Ah, Pastor Emmanuel is so kind. He's so, you see, Pastor Emmanuel will cook for Pastor Ruda. Uh -huh. When was, when did Pastor Emmanuel start to cook for Pastor Ruda? Eh? 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 Tell you. I shall not tell you. I shall not tell you. Somebody even came to our house, a brother that we have known for a long time, want to put sand into my uh, gary. He said, Pastor, why are you always in the kitchen? I don't see Pastor Roda here. I'm like, 
Say I should pray against him or pray for him. Praise God. But we did not arrive there like that. But I saw what I want to see. Despite the head law, because uh, there were sometimes we, we want, I would say, I am a boxer, let's box each other. And you think we are just strolling our head on the way. There are sometimes we scream on each other. We say, I'm going to call the police. If you don't bring the jumbo down, I'm going to call the police right now. I'm about to die them here. When I start my mental kolo as well, I say, honey, honey, I don't hear honey anymore. Honey has gone out of the window. But one thing that we can see is we were put here together to help each other's destiny. And we choose to see what God. You see, until you get somebody that know God, that can stand with you in faith. There are some times that we feel like, you know what? Let's go a separate way. Oh, mom, oh, man. Let, I mean, I love life. But not my will. You remember, Pastor Manna said, when you pray and you say, in Jesus' name, you have negated some selfish prayer. Not my will, but yours. You see, Business as well. Whatever education. University nowadays has become something else. I have started school again. And I stood on Saturday. I was on phone. I said, this is the grammar that people go through. I was feeling sleepy. At a point, I just sat there and I put recording. I cannot write anything. It is not coming in. Nothing is easy in life. And the fact that some people are attaining it does not mean that they just have it like that. They are to fight for it. You don't envy my life. That is another thing. Don't compare your life with another person's. Don't envy my life. You don't know my story. You don't know my struggle. You don't know the demons that I have fought that I'm still fighting. Because I put some Mary Kay and some Glory Kay and some covering. I said, ah, look at my paradise. I wish. Don't wish. Don't wish. Stop wishing. Stop, stop, stop. Hello, stop. I don't even wish my some of my wishes is wish. I'm sure and my father will not wish that I am a pastor. Because I saw what happened to my father as a pastor. And now sometimes I cry. I say, God, this was not our plan. Our plan is to be very rich. I will I will sponsor mission. This one that my right is being taken in front of you and you are doing nothing. And somebody is crying for my life. Can you carry the body? But there is something great about you that even I cannot attain. Don't compare yourself with another. And look at, uh, uh, look at that. That's why I always, I remember 
myself and a young lady, we went to London to go and buy some stuff. And I was supposed to do my nails. The young lady had an appointment with pastor. Not me. So as soon as we got there, we bought what we needed to buy. And she said, pastor, your nails. I said, there is no time for nails. You have appointments in church. We need to go. She, she was looking at me. Why are you? Kilo de time. Is pastor going to beat you? She said, no, you have appointment. Let's go. If I sit and do my nail, we will not make the time. And I said to her one day, I said, sometimes you people will say, hey, Pastor Man, I said, but have you looked into what Pastor Roda is doing as well? He walks the boat way. There is no special human being that you say they are angel. We are all human. You cannot compare someone else's life to your life. My journey is not your journey. My journey is not even my children's journey. Not to talk of yours. How can you now compare? The journey of Elijah and Elisha that we read in 2 Kings were totally different. They did different things. Hallelujah. In fact, when Elisha died, the Bible says that some army they put their cups inside of his grave. They came out, they became a strong army. Because the anointing, the double portion was so much, he carried the anointing to the grave. Why? Because the servant Gehazi that was supposed to carry the third portion of anointing, that one was too greedy. Instead of carrying blessing, he received curse. Go and read about it. must be persistent and consistent before God. Hallelujah. 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 I want us to read a story. I believe you have gotten what God is saying. Let's read a story very quickly as I round it up. In, in the book of Luke chapter 7. I have read this story. But there is something now that God now opened my eyes to when I was preparing this message. I was like, how have I missed that for a long time? I will show you what it is. I knew the one part of it, but the other part, I was like, so this guy said that? Luke chapter 7. Let's read it from verse 1 to 10 very quickly. Now when he concluded all his sayings uh -huh. in the hearing of the people, mm -hmm. He entered Capernaum. Please go along with that story, yes. And a certain centurion servant uh -huh. was, who was dear to him mm -hmm. was sick and ready to die. Okay. So when he heard about Jesus, yes. he sent elders to the Jews, to, of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal the servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly. Hold on. Did you see what, what did he do there? You see, you were not going with it. What did the guy do? The first thing he did. He sent people that could speak to Jesus. People that he thought we have influence on Jesus. That are closer to Jesus. Like some of you will send pastor to God. <laughs> what did you say, sir? Introduce her to Jesus. Praise God. Uh -huh. Go on. And when they came to Jesus. So those people came to Jesus. They begged him earnestly. Okay. Saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. They said this man is deserving. It was a centurion. It was not a born again. It was not a, uh, you know, you, you know, Jewish, but 
They said to him, I mean, it was not, um, what's their religion again? What is uh, Judaism? It was not into Judaism. But they said to Jesus, this man is deserving of this miracle. So we want you to do it. Go on. You need to be good as well. Yeah? For he loves our nation. Okay. And has built us a synagogue. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus went with them. He built them a synagogue. Ah, miracle must happen. Oh, yeah. Then Jesus went with them, mm -hmm. and when he was already, when he was already not far from the house, mm -hmm. the centurion sent friends to him, mm -hmm. saying to him, yep. "Lord, mm -hmm. do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter." Now I want you to hear what's happened here. Read it again. Lord, uh -huh. do not trouble yourself, uh -huh. for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. How many people have heard that story before, and you know that? Okay, read the next line. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. That's one I have missed it for a long time. Because in that story, I've already, always remembered that the man said, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But now he said, I don't feel myself worthy to even approach you. Wow. No wonder Jesus said what he said. Go on. But say the word. And my servant will be healed. I believe in your word. Though I'm not a Christian, but I believe in your word. And you see, this is why many people will come to this church. You know, God renewed our contract with him yesterday. How many people know that? And we are going to sign it off with the Holy Communion. And we are anointing on today. There is a secret in this church. And it's not a secret. God had a covenant with this church. Whether pastor and I are here or not, that covenant is of God. That if anybody comes into this church, and that is why we have some strong elders that have been in this church and they refuse to go, and they come, they want to hold people captive. Don't worry, fire is coming. Fire is coming that you have never experienced. You know, not the fire that you will just dance at. The fire that will make you to run around naked in the street is coming. It's coming. He told me it's coming. It's coming. So because where there is light, darkness always moves around. They look for where to hide under the lights. We know your works, and we know you, and you know us, and we know you. We know you, we know you, you know your assignment. Uh -uh. And you know, more you too, you know, we know each other. But the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness cannot come overcome it. So, some people will come, visitors will come to this church, and like that, they receive miracle. And so, what is wrong with some of us then? Eh? Some of these. Elders that went to Jesus, many of them, their children were sick. Many of them had situations they didn't ask Jesus. But this centurion that did not even have any connection with Jesus believed in the power of Jesus Christ. And he said, only speak the word. You know, some of us, we have sat upon miracles and we are not experiencing the way we should experience it. Only speak the word. Go on. And my servant will be healed. Okay. 
For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And Let's I ramp it up there. Jesus said, Ah, I have never seen a faith like this in Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you see that? Yeah, verse 9. When Jesus heard these things, uh-uh. he marveled at him. The Bible says he marveled at the man. Wait, eh? Somebody, unbeliever, have faith like this. And turned around and said to the crowd and that followed him. said to the church, I have never. Have you seen a faith like this? He does not belong to our church. Yet he came believing that I know. They said, God has a prayer in that church. When I get there, the Lord will answer me. And they came and the Lord answered. And Jesus, the Bible says, they, they came, they said, don't worry the master, you know, the son is, yeah, the servant is dead. But because Jesus has spoken, at that moment, the servant became healed. I have never seen a faith like this. You know, we read that scripture for a reference. Second King chapter 2. You can read it and enjoy it when you get home. Second King chapter 2 from 1 to 10. Second King 2 from 1 to 10. That is our test for this convention. It amazes me how the sons of the prophet kept gathering at every point of their journey. I hope you guys have seen what God was showing us in this. They will show up after this convention, even now, jokingly. Do you know they sow that seed into your life jokingly? Oh God, they have said you guys are going to your next level. Have you? You are going, you guys. They are not among the guys. Little comments they sow into your life. And you go home. You, you, you laugh at it at first. But you get home. The devil starts to manipulate it in your spirit. You need to rise up and cast it into hell. Eh? Elisha. Do you know your master is going to be taken from you today? Do you know your covering is going to be taken away today? Do you know the grace of God is going to be withdrawn from you today? Do you know the power that makes you to raise your shoulder is going to be taken from you today? The man said, thank you, God. Hello? In this season, don't be annoyed if I tell you. I don't need to talk. The pastor is even very arrogant. No, no. Shh. I don't want to hear it. They came at different points of their journey. Do you know your master will be taken away from you today? Do you know what they were doing? Mocking him. Trying to reduce him. Trying to bring unbelief into his spirit. Trying to bring discouragement. So that he will feel sad. He will feel, oh, my master is going to be taken from me. 
But the guy could see the double portion of the grace of God upon Elijah. That is all he could see. He was moving with determination. That whether you say it or not, whether you are angry with Elijah or not, I don't care. I am going to guess what I have come here to get. They went to Bethel and showed up. Which other place did they go to? Before Jericho. Not Bethel. Some, pe some people now, <laughs> Pastor and I were saying, may God take us away from Gilgal. Because some people are sitting in Gilgal. They are having cucumber and melon and garlic and leeks. And they are happy with it. They say, ah, God has done little. But is it that's what God wants to do? When he says, eyes have not seen, ears have not had, he had not entered the mind of man what God has in store for him. You have to go to school, go to school. How can I sit down? One young girl just come and say, Pastor, you are sitting down there. And we are cashing 1,000 pounds. In every three days of the year. And you have the same thing we have. I said, chai. Oh, chai. Chai, chai, chai. I don't have to leave my table. I am doing it free for and all of them. They are not paying me a cover. If they will still say, Pastor, that is you, that is you. And I can get paid for it. I said, okay, you need back to come. Somebody will say, what is it? What do you want? Sit down there. I have people in mission, on mission ground that nobody is paying their salary. I need money. It is not to buy clothes. In fact, I have given the essence. I said to pastor, when pastor was like, pastor, you are giving all of your clothes. I said, let me give you while I'm alive, not when I'm dead, that I don't have choice to give it. Oh, yeah, I take it. We are, oh, yeah, yeah, take it, take it. Ah. Pastor said, and this one, in fact, I made a mistake. My mother's very one that I've not even worn. I even put it. It is people that are doing it. Say, Pastor, you put this. I said, oh, sorry, I didn't know you. Let's bring it. I wear it one more time. We put it there. Let me give it while I'm still here to see them enjoy it. Because when I'm gone, I am not taking it to where I'm going. They will carry it and give it away. Vanity of life. Do not allow anybody to discourage you. Hold on to your faith. God is coming. The Bible says in a little while, he that is coming will come. He will not delay. But my righteous one must live by faith. He says if you shrink back, my soul will not delight in you. But we are not of those that shrink back and go back to perdition. We are those of those that stand upright to the saving grace. Hold on to that dream. It may look shaky. It may look glory right now. But see the end of the story. See, your husband will come. Your husband will come. Ha -ha, your husband will come. He did not give you the gift of not marrying. So your husband will come. Your wife will come. The children will come. Money will come. What is money? Ordinary leave. It will come. It will come. That contract will come. That connection will come. He will come by God's grace. He will bring it on your laps. You don't have to wrestle for it. You don't have to, you know, do mago mago. You know, you don't have to cheat your way. The Lord will work it out. He will work it out. 
I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his descendant begging for bread. God said to me to tell somebody here, there is a situation you are in right now. And as I was speaking, the last thing I said, you were thinking, God, remember me. He said, I am working it out already. He said, I am working it out already. I don't know who you are, but he said, I should tell you that thing in your heart that you are saying, God, he said, it is working out already. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 68, 19, Psalm 68, 19, he daily loaded us with benefit. Daily, oh, daily. You must enjoy the benefit of today because another one will land, boom, tomorrow. He daily. He's not a man that we forget. Praise God. Jeremiah 32, 29. Jeremiah 32, 29. I am God of all flesh. That means I created you. You. I put your nose where it should be. I put your eyes where it should be. I allow you to open your mouth and sound is coming out. Is there anything too hard for me? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We kept using, when I saw that scripture, everybody was using it. I was like, oh, wow. God is saying something in this scripture. In, in the book of 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10. We've read it over and over again. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10. Don't worry. Says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It had not entered the heart of man. The things which God had prepared for those who loved Him. I love the next verse, but He has revealed them to us by His Spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yeah! The deep things of God. He will start to search the deep things of God and revelation will start to come out in your spirit. You don't know how to go about those plans. He will make it. He will make a way. He will show you the plan. He will show you. You just need to walk in his way. He will show you the plan. If you can see it. Elisha said to Elijah in that story. In that second king too. He said, I want the next level of your power. I want to do greater work than what you have done. And Elisha said, Elijah said you have had a hard thing. But nevertheless. I love nevertheless. That means hope is not lost. Nevertheless. If you can see it, when I am taken, because where I am going, I don't need it. Somebody hear me as I go. Where I am going, Elijah said, I don't need this man to this power. So if you can see it through, if you can see me when I am taken, you are going to have, because you see, probably if Elijah Elisha was not there. 
and that power falls down. Another person, a goat can go there and take it and be anointed goat. So we just eat the goat and all of us will be anointed all together. <laughs> a dog can take it and become anointed and you will take that dog into your house. Your house just become house of fire. If you can see it, when I am taken away, it will land. If you see it, you can have it. And Elijah thought, Elisha thought, I am going to have it. In fact, I can see myself manifesting in it. And guess what? So, you, know, you don't know the joker. When Elisha passed the rest sea with, I mean, passed the sea with Elijah, you think the boy is foolish. He's, he was not foolish, oh. He wasn't foolish. He had already saw, like I saw myself in Balogun, he saw himself parting that water. He saw himself returning and that water giving way before he passed that water. And so when everybody was saying nonsense, there are some things they say to you and you utter a word and cancel prayers you have prayed for 10 years. And God said, learn well. Oh yeah, go back on the land. That will not be your portion. He saw the water parted. He said, if Elijah can part this water, so I am going to, my own will be special. He saw it. That was why he had faith. He saw it. That was why he was able to enter water. Who is crazy to enter a sea? And he knew that God will take Elijah away. Will he not have calculated how will I get back? Now you are thinking. Will he not have thought about it? Okay, when I enter this water with you now and you are taking away, how will I get back? But he has seen that I am going to receive what makes you to be you. And when I get back, the same God that parted this water for us to go, he will part the water. I bow before the God of heaven and I pray into your life. I command every sea to part in the name of Jesus. Whatever is holding your life, whatever has limited you, that has not allowed you to enter the level that God wants you to. I pray this afternoon. I curse them. Let the fire of God consume them in the name.